Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the AI Comic Pod. Just me and Stu this week. Uh, unfortunately, we had a last minute dropout, but we've got plenty to cover on this episode. How are you doing, Stu? Yeah, I'm good. I uh, was looking forward to having Luke on with us. Um, so get well soon, mate. We will get you on when you're not on your deathbed. Yeah, yeah. We have a bit of a curse on this podcast with people coming on and illnesses, and we don't think it's us that they're trying to avoid. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to think it is, reason. you know, because this isn't subtle anymore. No, it's not so much, you know. Not the so first much, four or five times it happens, you go, okay, well, these things happen. But when you start, that's usually me. Up, when you start getting to double figures, you know, you you kind of start taking it personally and start questioning your hygiene. I know. I mean, yeah, I'm showering three bit. times a day now just to try and get over this, but it's a dog hair, man. You can't get away from it. How dare um... you insinuate that my child smells? Did you hear that, Wilton? <laughs> Well, he just side-eyed me, which means he side-eyed you. Well, I'm v- feeling virtually side-eyed by the dog. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've not done one of these for a little while. Um, I don't remember us ever doing one. No, I know. It feels like <laughs> it feels like forever, really. Um, we keep doing reactions to a trailer. That's essentially what we've done for the last. Yes, we've months. become YouTube. Yeah, exactly. YouTube without our faces. Good, good for you guys. Uh, and, w- and without uh, the money. Without the money, yeah. That, that's where money. we're going wrong. We're doing YouTube things, but we're not getting paid. No, I know, exactly. Um, I think we're doing them quite well, to be honest. The reaction's been quite good to uh, those those reactions that we did to the trailers, yeah, which is nice. Um, I mean, a lot of people if, if randomly people... listening to us talking about a trailer. I'll, I'll take that. If, if people want us to carry on doing them, I mean, you, you guys and... Gals, I suppose, let us know. Sorry for saying gals. I'm going to add that yeah, into my thing. Please like, don't calling say gals. people y'all, which I can't stop doing. If you want us to keep doing these reactions, then we'll try and do them for future pod, uh, for future um, trailers. Well, it gets, when off, come out. gets off our asses a little bit because you've got to kind of react quite quickly, which is the whole point. Um, and it's quite nice to do because they've been quite big events. Yeah. Um, I mean, Infinity War is, is, is a spectacular event, it's the biggest event in Marvel kind of history and I think the pod we're doing tonight is just a kind of celebration of Marvel we're, we're discussing our kind of favourite 
moments i've said you know we took scenes and then taught this and that i think moments is kind of the way to go about it well we've um, we've built it as marvel moments haven't we so we, we yeah there's lots of videos around of like the best fight scenes and a lot of them have surfaced now because of infinity well, war the best coming this out and the best that and the best everything but there's kind of i don't know if there's people that kind of branch the whole way through that they're, they're quite specific like you said about fight scenes or I don't know, best quotes or best this or best that. Yeah. I kind of think ours are a little bit of an amalgamation of the of the collective, really. Um, so it's quite cool. There's a lot to discuss. A load of good interactions on Twitter. Um, and yeah, it's just a kind of... We, we're not going to do an official preview for the film because like we said, we've covered a lot already. Well, we, we've, done, we've done two previews, essentially. And if we were to do a full-on preview, we would end up just repeating ourselves yeah, um, which we're trying we to break. Already. We're trying to break the habit of doing that because at least trying to break that cycle. Because yeah. we we do it without knowing, but this way we'd be intentionally doing it, which seems kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, there are some other pods, you know, we want to do. Um, I'm getting quite excited because I'm doing them. Not that I've been doing that many of them, but I am planning to um, do the kind of uh, major, the main podcast movie night, whatever it's called. Um, I don't even know what my own podcast you should is probably called. find out what your own podcast is I know, called. <laughs> I know. It's terrible, isn't it? Oh, um, welcome to. Um, I've the, done the two, thing. right? I've done two, which is more than you did on on the box. I'll, that, I'll that's that true. Out. You've got me beat that on that. Two. Um, but I'm doing one about Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina and uh, Annihilation recently. But he also wrote the screenplay to Dread, which I only found out this morning. Oh, okay. Um, I watched that. Which is uh, cool. We, uh, last Yeah, Tuesday. that's what reminded me. So I'll kind of touch on it on there, but maybe that's a rewatch we can do and come back to that because it's a really yeah, cool Yeah, definitely. Um, he also screenplay for 28 Days Later and The Beach. So he's been around for ages, but he's just been directing for right, the last couple okay. of times. So he's an interesting guy. So doing that and then... Ready Player One and Wes Anderson stuff and various. So I've got quite a bit coming on that side, which I always like. But then it kind of inspires me to do stuff over this side. So we do have a few things in the planning and the, it's just getting around to doing them really, isn't it? So Well, yeah, um, as you mentioned before, we are notoriously lazy. Oh, it's just busy. I'm quite busy. I'll, I'm, I'll I'm quite way. lazy. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm just a lazy no, fuck. My kids have been away, my mum and dad's for a few days over Easter. And, and it's ridiculous how much time you have. I, I honestly... Uh, children free people of the world I, I envy you greatly um, whilst also loving and cherishing your children and the yeah, joy that they bring to your lives <laughs> yeah, okay. the Lego sets they bring to my life no, really yeah. no, um, no, that's although the legacy justified. Sanctum Sanctorum is the coolest thing it's the coolest thing um, but no I'm going to see Infinity War with my little boy and with my oh, dad which mate, will be quite a nice he's experience he's going to love it I hope so. I think he's going to be scared shitless, which I'm a little bit nervous about. Um, I'm, I'm going to vet it. I'm going on the bit. Thursday night, and then I'm going with him on the weekend. I'm quite nervous that well, a suppose... big character dies. Yeah. Because well, you'll be able I to gauge it, won't you? Go, it's going to be, I don't know, a very life-destroying toilet break or something. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Um, but you can distract children quite easily, but I'm not sure how at this stage, Shiny yeah. things. I'm just hoping that doesn't happen, because I'll probably cry more than he does. I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> comforting you. <laughs> I, don't, I can't deny it. There, um, there, there, Daddy, it's okay. 
Yeah, exactly. It's going to be the kind of uh, complete role reversal, and then I'll be comforting my dad. He'll be crying. It's just uh, it's going to be one. Oh, with three one. generations going. Yeah, three uh, generations. You did yeah, that for one of the other ones, didn't you? Was it Civil um, War? No, I've been seeing a couple of things my dad saw, but not with the. Uh, when see Guardians of the Galaxy two with with both of us when we're in that the states last year, yeah, um, which was pretty awesome actually. Um, Jacob not understanding half the jokes and, and uh, which, <laughs> which is quite a funny. Because <laughs> um, you rewatched some... that today, didn't you? Yeah, you rewatched that today. Uh, that was yeah. my latest um, Road to Infinity War. Yeah, we're pretty much getting there, aren't we? Getting pretty close. Yeah, well, because I I fly next um, next Thursday. So I'm hopefully going to watch Spider-Man Homecoming next Monday. Oh, it's on Sky now. So I've watched it loads again. Well, that's it's why I watch Guardians 2. It's on Sky, and that means it's on Now TV. And then I'm going to try yeah. and get I'm going to try and get a, a decent stream or copy of um, Ragnarok because Michelle's not watched that, and that's going to be. Uh, I bought it on Blu-ray. Man, it's a good investment actually. It really is. Um, and I watched I it again gonna recently have, a couple of times. It's going to have to give film. up on Black Panther because there's no way that there's going to be any decent copy. No, there's just not going to... It might be on the plane. Ooh, that's not a bad shout. It might be on the plane. Yeah, because last, last time I flew, they actually had Civil War on. Yeah, it's just January. put out there. Black Panther today in the US box office has toppled Titanic for gross domestic. Gee, so um, what's that? One point so three. Third of all time. I'm not sure what it is. That's mental. It's mental. So just domestic. So, um, but it must be what? What's ahead of that? Avatar maybe and something else. I'm not sure, but it's it's quite remarkable actually. Um, and it's still going. It's still going. It, it's, um, I saw a thing the other day that it might be the same thing where it, it's now Marvel Marvel and Disney's most profitable domestic thing, I think. Yeah, no, I think it... Oh, we probably... Yeah, The Force Awakens probably took ahead of it, actually, because that one... No, it just overtook it. Jesus Christ. I'm sure I read something the other day that said it had now overtaken, or it was it had, it had overtaken what was in third, and it was now only behind. But anyway, a film about a hero that a lot of people didn't even know about or knew very little about. Oh, now it's miraculous. It's brilliant. Genuine, like, cinema history. Yeah. Um, let's get cracking, because we could talk forever. Cause Which we you could do. even argue, that is quite a Marvel moment. Just Ooh. to, you know, slightly get things back on top. Yeah, there'd be nothing from, like, I, I love Black Panther, but but for my top five, it wouldn't have made it in terms of, I've only seen it once, so, you know. That's the problem, isn't it? I said this to that somebody the, the other day when yeah. they were asking me, oh, where does Black Panther figure in your top five and Ragnarok? It's not my it. top five. I uh, need to Ragnarok see Ragnarok is six for me at the minute because Iron Man, I just bumped it back up. I just can't not. I've I bumped Guardians 2 back up. Cause Have I you really it, bumped it that high? I, I, wow. Well, it, it's possibly in, back into the top five because I just thought before, how? How is a film that funny, also that emotional as well, and it doesn't make sense? Uh, it, but you, you know, know what? Like I, I get the, I've got the recency effect. I'm always buzzing about the film. Yeah. The most no, no, no. Recently. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I think that's why the rewatch and the road to Infinity War is so good because there are films that you see it, intermittently, but you go back and watch ones that you maybe wouldn't have gone and rewatched recently, and and it's quite cool because it gives you a good kind of sense of how good that film was, which yeah. is for me Iron Man because it just blew my mind when I watched it again. I must admit, um, I, did, I did the same. I just couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, and we're 10 years on, man. I mean, there's been a lot of films, 18 films in 10 years. It's, it's quite quite a substantial amount, in fairness. It's quite a hit rate. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but there really is only one or two that are quite disappointing, which that kind of consistency is just unreal. And that kind of forward thinking and planning 
and development of characters and stuff, and, and to give this kind of most amount of memorable moments because scaling it down to five was really tough. I'm well, I, I've it. got ten, so I've got the I've got me <laughs> I've got me main moments, and then I've got like sort of backup moments that were were still good, but maybe weren't like yeah. outright top fives. But it really is difficult because, like you said before, it depends whether you want to do a line or a fight or yeah. someone putting on a suit or I don't know a kiss or a romantic moment or a friendship moment. It could literally be. Yeah, and there are moments that that I wouldn't have included, and I'll I'll give you one, which which would probably make my top twenty. But the opening sequence of the Guardians, when he's singing into the rodent on that yeah. planet, honestly, because because I didn't know what to expect from Guardians, and because it's just when he's singing "Come and Get Your Love" or whatever it is, I just <laughs> it, is, yeah. it just blows my mind every time. <laughs> I just think that scene is incredible, and and that wouldn't make. Uh, you know my top list, but I adore that scene just because it sets the tone, it just, doesn't it? It, it just sets, you know it sets what it is. the tone. You know, he's he's basically goofing around, you know, having fun being Chris Pratt, but as Star Lord, and it's just it's just it just defines him as a as a character from from almost minute one, which is kind of quite incredible, really. Um, I'll do a Guardians one um, to kick off, which was. You saying was quite emotive, Guardians 2. I put on there something which came to mind and, and stuck in my mind, really, which is Yondu's funeral at the end of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit fresh for you today, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I just saw, you know, I know you mentioned earlier on Twitter that Drax is a kind of key character in terms of getting that kind of, you know, getting that amount of screen time and, and the big one liners and all the stuff. And I get that, he is. But. I think the character development Yondu, and and if you hear James Gunn, absolute adores. Oh, know. him and Michael Rooker are BFFs, aren't they? I'm sure yeah. they sleep they sleep in like matching pajamas, and they've got a little. But he wrote that film almost for him. Do you know what I mean? I know there's the well, he you know, did. I know there's the the daddy issues. Um, yeah. <laughs> certainly for Star Lord and Gamora and Nebula, and um, and I know there's the, the films that kind of revolve around those themes, but but Yondu coming out as a kind of hero when he's so downtrodden and that scene when he's basically lonely on that island, you know, and, and Stallone kind of shuns him entirely from, um, from the ravages kind of, you know, he's not a ravager in their eyes. You know what I mean? In, yeah. in everyone else's he is, but, but for them and, and who, who matters, he's, he's, he's cast off. He's, you know, and, and then, then his crew turn on him and the whole kind of world turns upside down really. And he finds redemption, which, which is amazing, and that scene when they're all there to salute him, and the, and like you said, the father and son with with Ben. Oh Drew, that god, song, that just killed me. It it does, man. It really does, and it's just... it, it's that line as well. He may have been your father boy, but he ain't your daddy. Oh, because you I think know. in the first film, Yondu is just an absolute dick, but then as the whole thing goes along, you realise. He, he sacrificed his membership in the Ravagers because he realised that handing over the kids was the wrong, wasn't the right thing to do anymore. Yeah, and he, and he, he sacrificed... basically sacrificed thousands of children. But but he does eventually find some he got there. Redemption. I mean, haven't you know... we all at some point sacrificed children? <laughs> um, but that scene, honestly, it, to to find that kind of emotion in in a film which is is essentially a comedy. Um, a space comedy of sorts, and and it's how it, it really does as well in IMAX. It was absolutely just incredible. The colours, 
Oh man, it's glorious. I'm and sure that they film invented two new colours or something because it just looked ridiculous. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's a it's a really pivotal moment. I think Guardians is going to be like probably the key trilogy uh, outside of, of Captain, of Captain America. America. And I, I think it's I think Cap ranks for me above Iron Man, and uh, you know obviously Thor had a oh, without a shadow of a doubt, but it's way above that. Um, but Guardians is is probably going to be up there for most people, and, and like when we polled. Guardians is is really high on most people's list, you know. It's, it's well, yeah, we were we were shocked, the... weren't we, about how many people re- we knew people liked it and we knew people loved it, but we didn't know that pe- as many people were like genuinely in awe of of Guardians as to what what it was and what it meant. So, and that yeah. that was one of the best things that's come out of the the sort of interaction we've had with people was it really did sort of um, solidify. I, th- I think growth, Guardians. I, I think we've said a few times about Guardians. I think. It just it, it appeals to a, a wider market, you know. It, it seems to appeal to maybe the well. It's comedy you know, and if you're taking a couple, and they, one of them is big on Marvel and the other isn't. It seems that Guardians is the one that is appealing to both people, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? And and it's appealing to friends that would be more casual viewers and suddenly love this film because it just kind yeah. of blew their socks off a little bit. Um, it's one of yeah, Mi- it's I, one I of Michelle's favourites. I mean, she she watches pretty much every comic film yeah. that's going because, and believe me, she does have a choice to not do these things, but she says she likes them. And some of them, yeah. and I always ask her how she thinks and, and I'm sure that Guardians 1 was one of the few where she didn't just say, yeah, it was good, or yeah, it was all right. She was like, yeah, it was really good, or yeah, I loved that, something like that. It was really positive. Cause yeah, most people are. Everything. Yeah, and it's just such a fun film, man. But like like I said, it has got heart, you know? Um, it really does. So um, yeah, that's one of my five, anyway. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go with my first one, and sticking with Guardians, and it's purely from the recency effect of today, the intro to Guardians 2. Because do you know what, what this what has been mentioned a lot need? actually. It what has been more mentioned do you need? a lot. You've, you've got Baby Groot dancing to Mr. Blue Sky. And while oh. in the background you've got the Guardians fighting this giant space worm. And you don't know what to look at. You want to watch the fight because you've got all the you've got but Groot's in focus, on. man. Groot's the one in focus. Yeah, but you, you try and look in the background, but you're like, but he's dancing and he's friggin' adorable. <laughs> and then you have the bits where people come into the foreground. So Drax nearly hit Drax. Him. And then Drax well, breaks his stereo. Drax spots him, and then he stops, like the classic thing in the end of the uh, the first film where he, he stops. Yeah. When he's, <laughs> it's just genius. It's a genius kind of Easter egg or nod back to the first film. I thought it was really subtle. And then when, when really he tries funny. to eat that bug and Rocket stops the fight just to come and get him to spit the thing out, which anyone with a dog, <laughs> that is a lifetime struggle of, nope, leave it, leave it. Sorry, Will, it's not yeah. you. Sorry, he was like, I haven't fucking eaten anything, you bastard. <laughs> um... It's just the song, man. I mean, the song and the dancing. But you, like you said, animation-wise, it's mind-blowingly good, and Especially man. when you've seen probably the, behind... the best animation in in the MCU. Oh, I would when say. you've seen the behind-the-scenes footage of James Gunn doing the oh, mocap for Baby genius, Groot, man. It's just it's it looks great when Groot does it, but when you see a person doing it, it looks so awkward and horrible. But well, it's not a natural dance. It's not a natural dance. It's almost cool. there's one moment. It's a white in guy it. with no rhythm dancing. It's there's like one I moment in it where it's like the Pardew in the FA Cup final. Dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know when he's strutting his stuff at the front, and it's like this wouldn't look nice on a dance floor. Let's put it that way. This would look quite seedy, but because it's Groot, it, it's it adorable. makes it work. He's adorable. Um, 
yeah, I, I can't disagree. It would be, and that song. I mean, I love that song, but it, it just it just sets it off that film again. again it's, it's just that it, perfect tone. In the first two and a half, three minutes, you've set the tone of the film of right. Okay, so this is how it's going to be. Then isn't it? And you can just you can just relax your face because you know you're going to be smiling for the next two and a half hours. And I, yeah, and I was. I remember the first time I saw it. Everyone at the cinema, and it was a fully packed cinema, and and we just laughed and laughed, man. And and that's the thing we talked about this a few times but cinema experiences are just so important that it's so good to go when it's busy i mean sometimes it's nice to go in the cinema when it's quiet and you you know there's not many people in for that film it's your kind of film but occasionally it's lovely to go to a big packed audience like deadpool or guardians or whatever and just have a really good laugh oh definitely i i it's one of the ones i walked out of with laughter lines on my stomach because i was laughing so hard and so intensely at it yeah, and yeah, it's got some great moments, man. It's got some it, the stuff when they're just slagging back and forth, and it keeps calling them a trash panda. And <laughs> is that better? No, no it's worse. <laughs> it's it's like, so much worse. Yeah, it's exactly. They're just just hating on each other, and it's just it's just brilliant that film. It's it's a really fun film, um, and slightly underrated because it, it really kind of divided people. I think everyone just expected the world. It's such a hard thing to deliver after the first one. I know you prefer it, but I think that's a recency thing. I, it, I do. It probably I think the is. First I think... film is a better film, but only only by small margins. I mean, you're talking one or two percent, aren't you? If you were to give it a rating, or it might be, you know, one of them's I don't know a seven, and the others a seven and a half, or an eight and an eight and a half. It's not. There's not light years. No, I don't think there's light years between them. I think the first one just. I think the originality. I think the script is a little bit tighter, but then the second one's just. Is funnier. It just depends on your take on it and what you want from it. So, um, well, that, yeah, that's no, why that's I that's scene. why I prefer that one because it to me it's funnier and the characters seem a bit more fleshed out. But you can't take away from the first film's impact of it's the only MCU film that I didn't know squat. I didn't even know the character's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I was it's told amazing, there, there, there was and a genetically engineered raccoon, and... a tree. There was one of Thanos's daughter. There's an there's an English uh, uh, an American kid. And then uh, Dave the clue, man. I didn't and I was like, this sounds fucking stupid. But I know. thought it was going to be awful. I, so I did, did I. genuinely thought they were going to do their first really major misstep. So this is so crazy and so out there. But I think ever since that, I think what Guardians has done is it's opened the door to films like Ragnarok. I, I, you know, you've got to admit that it can't. You know, I don't think films like that would have existed. No. Well, James without... James Gunn has 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 freely admitted, hasn't he, that he he was pretty much his whole idea was he wanted to create and then kickstart the the Marvel Cosmic Universe. And yeah, the and who's benefited the different, most from that different feel, but it still helps that you had a cosmic element before before it. You need you need a balance there, and I think they've done that really well. And I think you'll see that with Captain Marvel, because that's going to be a proper balance of cosmic and, oh, yeah. and, and Earth, you know? So, um, and again, that, that just follows on from what Guardians started. And then Ragnarok really cemented. Then Captain Marvel gets to build on top of that and really, really hammer it home because that's going to be like mystical, cosmic adventure, yeah. action, espionage, spy. It's going to be everything all at once. Yeah, if they get the balance right, it could be could be amazing. That film. Go on, go next with yours, and then I'll. I'll um, well, my my second one. I've had to go slightly more conventional and be a bit boring. I've said the the airport fight from Civil War just because of the sheer scale of it. It's such a well kind of choreographed 
scene, you know, and yeah. and it's a really well shot scene because you you can almost see everything that's going on in the fore and in the background. And I love Homecoming when it shows that different perspective, you know, when he's yeah. filming himself because um, you see it again from a different angle, and there's just so much going on, man. There's that's so one many... of the things I noticed every time I watch it now. The the bit where the two sides come together, you know, the whole um. Some, I think it, Spider-Man says something like they're not stopping, and yeah, and uh, Iron Man says, "Well, neither are we." When the when the people all come together, each time I watch, I focus on a different pairing because your eye is naturally drawn to Cap and Iron Man, but some of the more interesting pair ups are in the background. And it, well, yeah, it's the first time come that some of the characters meet. Obviously, um, it's the first time Spider-Man is introduced to any of them. And it's the first um, time Hawkeye meets anyone because he's been sitting on his ranch. He's like, hi, I'm Clint. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. I was going to mention that. And obviously, you, you've got your, your Bucky and Falcon with, with Spider-Man. That's oh, quite a cool instruction. Which... <laughs> and then you've you got have the favorite. right to remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Tom Holland is such a lovely guy. He, he was on... Great Norton giving nothing oh, away. Oh, God, I saw it as well. He's anyway. Because um, he knows he always gets himself in trouble. He's always the he one that spoils basically plays it. dumb, but he's just so lovely and naive and, and sweet and innocent. But that just suits him as a character. He just plays it so damn well. Yeah. Um, and he is the reason he's, he's now why Marvel and, and then And then Giant Man, man. Come on. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> it's the best. Impression. It's the best. I, I love it. And I love... Like even Rhodey in that, and I'm not a massive Rhodey fan. I think he's got moments, but he's not one of my favourite characters. He's, one of the he's got some really good lines. He gets some good lines, and he gets some good action as well. He does, man. He's quite cool, actually. I, I think his armor, and he, he looks pretty cool in that. His armor's fucking awesome. Have you seen yeah. it? And his armor in Infinity War looks unreal. It's got like camo on yeah. it, yeah, and he looks like he's yeah, bulk it up does even look more. badass, yeah. Badass no, it's sport. a great scene, man. It's a great scene, and and it, it deserves. It's probably the pivotal action scene, except there's a couple more, and and the one for me that that really stands out the most is is the Cap and Bucky versus Iron Man in that film. Yeah, I just think that's the most superbly shot. Is that your your scene. next one? Yeah, I'd say that's my next one. I'm not really ranking these in order because no, so no, me either. Um, that would probably be my next one because that. That is just an incredibly emotive. So the build-up to it's obviously been the whole film, and you know it's coming because all the trailers built up to this, and you know that big scene is coming. But it's delivered in such a way that I never expected, and it's not done quickly. You know, there's no rushed. It's a slow burner, isn't that. it? All the stuff with Zemo that leads up to it, and you think that it's just about oh they've managed to sort it out. And then he sees yeah. the video, and you see Tony's face is just going and going, and then well, it's when it's when he killed my admits he admits that he knew. Yeah, uh, and I mean that just turns. It's a pretty Tony, big betrayal uh, from a guy that's always been the absolute, the epitome it's, it's, of it's, by the book. It's, it's his kind of full circle, you know. It's his. That's what that moment gave to me. Is what's his the opposite full of a redemption arc? arc? I don't know if there is one, but yeah, it's a, it's quite it's a kind of betrayal, thing, like you it? said. It is, it is. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's it's quite evil for a guy like Captain America to have kept this. But he didn't mean. I think he didn't mean it by. You know, it's a really difficult thing because he doesn't. He knows that Bucky isn't in his head when when he's behaving like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. He and everyone knows this. And I think we'll. I'm wondering whether we'll ever see a Tony and and Bucky scene again. I don't think we will. I I um, think we will. I think we'll, there'll be something, but I I think it it might be maybe Tony rather than Iron Man. Because I, I think even if, Iron, even if Iron Man is written out or he dies, I think he will be brought back in and Tony Stark will still be in the fringes of either S.H.I.E.L.D. or milling around the Avengers. Because at the end of the day, it's okay. his complex. He's still the tech guy, even though we think that sure he's going to take over that role. Yeah, he, he, we'll he's see. He's bound we'll to see. be there some way. But their fight was quite interesting. Obviously, he was, Bucky was trying to get away. I don't think he feels like he was a match to him. And then he rips his arm off. Um, oh. But then Cap just goes full scale, you know, uh, and to just abandon the shield at the end. And it's just, it's a pretty incredible moment when he rams the shield into his into his chest. And by the him. look on Iron Man's face as well. He, he really thinks he's about to be decapitated, doesn't he, by his, his teammate oh, yeah. of yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, three, four, five years. And, and I, I think that's... It, it's such a big culmination of, 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 of those three films that are my favourite three films, really, in terms of the trilogy. And I just think... Ah, oh, without a doubt. That scene is just... The, the yeah. Captain America trilogy is just unreal. But I think, like you, the only thing that could come close to it is Guardians 1 was brilliant, Guardians 2 was brilliant, and if Guardians 3 uses Adam Warlock and make it, it anywhere near as I good... I know, if it uses Warlock, I get that. I get that, but I just don't think it can do it. I don't think it can do it. Not for me. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's one of mine. Um, I'll give another one actually. Yeah, go for one it. For action scene. So the other action scene, uh, unsurprisingly starring Captain America is, is the lift scene in <sighs> Winter Soldier. Yeah. Good and pick. I just saw, there's a couple of other cap scenes. I really like the, the chase down the docks, um, in the first one, in the first Avenger, when he's just, just, Supersized, and he's trying to get his feet and <laughs> trip through the window yeah. in the shop and stuff. It's really kind of, uh, kind of charming and, and stuff, but it's not got this intensity. But this lift scene, he knows it's coming, and you kind of know that and it's him again. Not who what? they are. It must be nearly it's probably fifteen men, and then yeah. another five get in or something ridiculous. And they've it's, got it's... they've got like these super magnetic um, handcuffs. Yeah. 
yeah, and they've all got briefcases and stun batons and everything and the choreography that must have gone into that because bearing in mind they will have had to have filmed that in some kind of a lift size thing so the stun yeah yeah it's a lift shape you can't change the size of something like that because they show so many shots of it zoomed out and obviously intensely but you know i've watched a couple of films recently um that i really like um you talked about it a while ago kingsman um which the first kingsman film kind of goes that hand to hand you know when in the pub but it's quite jarring, right? And it's it, it's shot well, like Kick-Ass. It's the same director, same style, but but not anywhere near this kind of level, man. And I mean, this is kind of proper full action action film, but done so, so cleverly. Um, and I think that's what the Russo brothers do that people don't give them credit for, that really good close hand-to-hand combat. Um, I just think that scene's ace, and then when he kind of jumps out the lift and basically takes down you know the the jet and he's off it's just it's just mad it's it, just such it's a, a hell of a sequence yeah it and, is. It, and it's, and it's, it's got a knock-on effect because this was obviously the 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 sort of very beginnings of rumlo we, by this point yeah, we yeah, know yeah. what's happened and this is the very beginnings of the the animosity between rumlo and cap rumlo obviously then goes on to become crossbones and and as much as yeah, anything he, it's one of it's one of the strongest scenes from one of our favourite films because we've both got such a deep love for the Winter Soldier as a film. It is just, it's an exceptional film. Yeah. It is. It. I think, to be honest, and it, it yeah, it probably is my favourite MCU film because as much you're as you're always come around, up and, and down and around it, aren't you? But it yeah, always seems to it's come hard back. Yeah, I, I just love Civil War and I and I really love Guardians, but. I'd say this is probably more my style of film, if I'm being conventional, because I, I love espionage kind of thriller, Cold War kind of films, and it's just got it's that all great that. mix. It is all of that, but then it's got some really clever turns in it, and Robert Redford's in there, and some really, really cool casting. And, and it brings and, Falcon and actually into the, play, the who I absolutely with, love. The arc with um, Samuel L. Jackson is really good in this as well. It's really interesting. You know, people forget the kind of Nick Fury stuff, and, and in this, he's it's kind of a really cool scene when he's being attacked in his in the car, car and it and he picks that right moment to use the minigun, you know, when the, the, the damage is all but done to the car and um yeah, there's some great scenes in this film and obviously that yeah, it's 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 a pretty exceptional thing. Um we'll mention one that has been mentioned a couple of times, not by either of us, but a cap moment is when he's holding on to the helicopter in did, did Nina mention that by war. any chance? Because, she, she may have done. Because yeah, that is officially what we've... That is officially arm porn. And I must admit, yeah. I watched it the other day and I'm going, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Shouldn't be doing this a to a recently aroused. married man. You got slightly aroused. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, um, I, nearly, I nearly slid off my seat, let alone slightly. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, um, moving swiftly on from my... Quite, uh, a, quite a moment, yeah. My, uh, my waning sexuality. Um, my my next one I put down, and this is again because I watched it a week or two ago. The train. So you going to say this is because my waning sexuality? <laughs> it isn't at all because of my waning sexuality at the end of the day. Yeah, essentially. Um, next one for me because I watched it very recently. The train scene from Ant Man. Oh, it's it's such a clever scene, man. It's so clever because you you kind of expect these big explosions and it zooms it's, out it's and it's this tiddly little fight. And you've got his daughter sitting there watching it, and it's just going pew 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 pew. 
and it looks really <laughs> pathetic. And then you've got Thomas goes out the window, and you the um, and then enlarges, and then yeah. enlarges, and it scares the shit out of everyone on top of the giant ant. Like, oh, that's a funny looking dog. I love the giant ant. Yeah. I love the giant ant. It's the best. And the, the the whole thing is meant to look like some kind of I don't know, like 1920s silent movie, like the 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 damsel in distress tied to the t- the the train tracks. Yeah, and then you see the train just hit yellow jacket, and it just goes and just derails, and it's just it's so. If clever, there was ever a scene that was was imagined by Edgar Wright, I was in that just going to say it's the most Edgar Wright scene in the whole film. It, well, it really is because it's I, so stupid, but it's so funny. But it's actually from from the the miniature perspective, it's such a good fight that it's actually a really good fight it's a great sequence of fight man all the ants are charging at him and then he's chucking train carriages and he's blowing them up one after the other um it's a really well choreographed scene and it's clever man there's a couple of scenes building up to that i really like the one when they're fighting in the helicopter and the cure comes on because of siri um disintegration or whatever it is yeah because he says the briefcase. he says i'm going to disintegrate you and then disintegration yeah. starts playing which is yeah brilliant. and that's a really cool scene building up to it but i think the train scene is like the culmination in that film and like you said when thomas comes out the window and his eyes are just going it's just genius yeah man. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's a great scene man it's it's a great scene i think i i might have to follow that slightly briefly because i have and, and this is very hard for me because there's so many scenes. Uh, I had to put one in because Luis is basically my spirit yeah. animal. Um, but yeah, Luis scene at the end of that film when he's talking about narration and he's talking about, you know, Ant-Man becoming an Avenger almost or being auditioned as such. I just thought it was just an incredible scene. It's so well shot. But his voice and the way he tells it is just unreal, man. <laughs> he's just so good at that. He's just so good. He's hilarious, man. Michael Pena, I hope, is getting a lot of screen time in the next Ant-Man film. Well, I, I did have that as one of my uh, my backup scenes. Was It literally says, anytime Luis is talking. <laughs> because any, anything he does, even even when he's offering waffles, it sounds funny. And my favourite thing with Luis is still the one that from the beginning where he picks him up, and he's like, uh, you know, how, how's your mum? Oh, she's she's dead, and you know, me me girlfriend got deported. Oh no, me dad got deported. Me girlfriend left me, but I got this van. And he's <laughs> so upbeat and cheering. You're like, oh, I love. It's you. when he talks about Baskin Robbins, man. It's like they always know. They'll yeah. always find out. <laughs> it's just like Baskin Robbins. What? Um, it just took me by surprise because. I've talked about Michael Pena a few times, and he's a really good actor. Um, but I didn't know he really had comedic chops on him because he's done quite some intense films over the years, like Crash and oh god, I have to think of all this stuff. Is Crash the one that um, Don Cheadle was in? Yeah, seven different kind of stories. It's about yeah, race yeah. in LA. Um, he plays the guy whose daughter you think is is shot um, by the 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 shop owner. Um, because he didn't fix his door or all that kind of drama. But, yeah, he's amazing in that. Um, and he's been in so many good films, and I just didn't think he was... I didn't think he was a comedic actor. I honestly didn't. Um, he's really cool in End of Watch as well, which is a really cool L.A. police drama, which was... Shot, oh, who, David Ayer of DC. The Suicide recently. Squad fame. Yeah, yeah, Suicide Squad fame. But uh, that's a really good film. Um, 
and, and he's done those kind of films and he's kind of shown a couple of touches, but this is obviously a pure kind of comedic role and I just think he's he's brilliant. And when he kind of suits up at the end and he, he's still trying to impress Evangeline Lilly's character, it's just hilarious, man. Luis would have been in anyone's list. Louis, Luis and, and, and Korg is mentioned by our, our friend Guy Drinkle. Um, yeah, Korg. I didn't actually have him on my list, but I fully intended on talking about him. Simply yeah. for these three words, piss off ghost. It still kills me how fucking funny that is. Mate, and especially so when you, many lines. There's when you see so the mocha, like the, the stuff about Meek as well, and he's like, oh no, I stood on him on the bridge. Oh, he's alive. Meek's alive. <laughs> and knowing even when more. He's, when he's doing the rock, paper, scissors joke at the beginning, oh, yeah. it gets me. <laughs> I gets me every time because he's mate, you know, just the whole, because he's got blade arms. He does the scissor gesture and he's like, oh, it's just a, just a, a casual rock, paper, scissors joke, man. Don't worry. You know, it's just hilarious. And even um, better when you've seen again, the behind the scenes mocap stuff and you see it's Taika Waititi <sighs> wearing platform shoes with a giant, like, cardboard cut out of his head sitting about two feet above him so people know where to look and it's, the accent as well it's just the accent man it just is so adverse to what you expect like you see Korg and you think he'll be this typical kind of deep voice kind of uh, <laughs> this voice comes out and you're like what the he's shit really is that? soft you know and I mean? you know you're like my god he's probably he should be five foot tall and he actually is and especially yeah. when, when we've seen one of Korg's people in uh, the second Thor film. Yeah, yeah, And he yeah, literally just walks up to him spinning Mjolnir and just takes his head clean off and the rest of him falls apart. Yeah, we and want more Korg, man. We, we, we need, really could do need, with more We Korg. need Korg and Luis on screen at the same time, although <laughs> the universe might fold in on itself. Yeah, I think that would be me. I'd, I'd die a happy man. If, if you're going to go out, it may as well be because of that. It may as well be Taika slash Michael... Um, Michael Pena related. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the combo we all crave in in life. Um, it's either that or Scarlett Johansson and Evangeline Lilly, and you know. Uh, yeah, I'd say that one too. But anyway, that's a that's a different podcast, I suppose. That's, Sexiest that's... MCU moments. Maybe that's our follow up. Yeah, even though I think we, Chris Evans in his arms, would still be in it. Yeah, I, th- I think Hemsworth as well. Um, I went to see a film called The Quiet Place, which is excellent horror film. I don't normally do horror, but it's really cool. Um, but it's John Krasinski who's in The Office and yeah. married to Emily Blunt. Um, and he was on Graham Norton and he said he he, um, he tested for uh, Captain America. Um, I can see screen, it. Screen tested. You can see him. He's got that kind of all-American kind of vibe. and He's he, got the he right, getting... it sounds stupid, but he's got the right shaped head. No, he does. He has He's got like quite a big kind of thing. That's yeah. it. It's, it's Captain America's jaw. Yeah. But, and and I mean, he, I, he I was screen tested about... for it. And he, he was getting dressed in the kind of changing room. And, and Hemsworth, <laughs> apparently Hemsworth just came in like fully clad, you know, muscle bound. And he, he looked down at himself and went, I shouldn't have had that burrito for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and Krasinski delivers a great line. And he's a very funny man. Um, he directed this film, and it's an astonishing film. I loved it, um, but it, it's just hilarious because you could see him in the role, man. You really could, but then you can't see past Chris Evans. You just can't see past it now. No, Chris, um, Chris Evans is Captain America, but I mentioned the other day there's a lot of people um, want John Krasinski to be the um, the re-rebooted version of Reed Richards as and when the 
the Marvel yeah, I buyout. I, I, th- I mean, it, there's a couple of mock-ups online of him, and he just looks unreal in the a sort of modernised version of the the blue jumpsuit with the four on it. Yeah, the yeah, little, yeah. The little flashes of grey hair, the b- bit of stubble going on, and he looks absolutely unreal. And if they ever if they ever did that, that would be brilliant. And of course, who would make a really good Sue Storm? His wife, Emily Blunt, would go really well in that role. Yeah, she would actually. Yeah, if you've seen her in Edge of Tomorrow, you can kind of see. Her yeah, in I, I, as well. she was brilliant in Edge of Tomorrow. She, admittedly, yeah. she was one of the reasons I watched it because I hate Tom Cruise. Yeah, but he's good in that film. He incredibly, is. he's annoyingly good in that film. Yeah, that him. film, films. Uh, it's one of my favourite sci-fi's of recent years, man. It's a really clever film. I so. must admit, I'd have to actually agree, and that's saying something because normally Tom Cruise takes about three hundred cool points off a film for me. He does, but I think he does well with the Mission Impossible films. But if they ever cast him uh, as Green Lantern, you will probably cry oh, yourself to death. Jesus tonight. I'd have to renounce comic book fandom. I, I just wonder what the hell they're doing over there sometimes because we talk so positively Marvel and we want to talk so positively DC, which is why we keep going back to the old Nolan Batman films. But it's just so hard, man, at the minute. They just keep making the wrong moves. Um but anyway, it's not not what we're here to talk about. Have you got two left? Because I've only got one. Yeah, I've, I've got two. So my next one on my list, I've got the uh, the final fight against Ultron from Age of Ultron. So once That's um, a good shout, actually. Yeah. It, it's one of my, maybe even my favourite fight scene because of, there's the special bit where they're in the church and everyone's yeah, trying to protect cool. that machine and the choreography going on. You've got Vision and Thor are flying. Captain America's doing flips and shit. Then Iron Man swoops in and with Vision and is blasting people. Then Scarlet Witch is just tearing the, the Ultron bots apart. And it's just unreal. And again, the choreography to put some... I mean, obviously not all of those people were there because three or four of the characters will have been heavily CG'd. Yeah. But it just... It looks incredible. And then, then when it finishes, when you finally get the, the money shot where the, the three of them, Vision... Who is it? Vision, Thor, and Iron Man basically melt Ultron's face. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Cause, and as you well know, Age of Ultron is my favourite so far Avengers film. Yeah, not for long. But yeah, Well, it is. God, no, um, not, not for about... It will be for about another two it, weeks. It, it redeemed it. I watched that film again, and I, I do think... I think maybe Whedon's kind of negativity towards it and stuff gets in your head a little bit. And I think, again... Weedon's a bit like Guardians, maybe you expect a bit too much. You know, it, it can't be perfect, but it's got some really good stuff. I think a lot of people's, just to put it out there for talking Avengers, is when they come together as a collective. In the the first, first time they assemble. You know, yeah. and I get that. And, and even the first scene of that, which looks a bit like the running scene in the Infinity War trailer, um, the first scene in Ultron, when they all kind of, collaborate you know on the screen in, in the, the woods yeah when they're trying yeah. to take down the hard that, that wood seems really cool and there's a couple of good lines when he says, you know never surrender uh i'll never give up and he says we're gonna surrender as soon as they stop listening uh baron von zucker is it at that stage um and you get introduced to the twins and it's pretty cool man there's some good scenes in that in, in the opening there's it, ultron's a good film um i believe you've got another one from ultron which Surprise me. Um, not for this one. I actually did a bit of jiggery pokery. I'm going oh, right back. Oh, you scrapped it off of you. Okay. Yeah, right back to. Well, it's gone down to the reserve list. Okay, um, well, hit the reserve list. There's so much more. Yeah. Um, the last one I've got down on my main list is the first time Iron Man suits up from the first Iron Man film. I'd, 
suits up as Iron Man or when he when kind of when he does cave. the proper not in the cave okay. when he's got his proper like the Mark Two armor, not the Mark One. The first, yeah. it, it's normally when he suits up, it's done in about five seconds, isn't it? This is the one that takes about a minute to do it. I think that's really cool. Every, yeah. every nut and bolt going in, every screw being tightened, and then finally when the mask pops down and the first time you see the heads up display come up, and then yeah. you hear Jarvis, it's just. They and just it, nailed that scene. They just perfect. nailed it. And and that's another one. That's such a heavy payoff. Because you've seen him in the Mark One armor, which is a bit shit. And you instantly think, well, when's he going to get his good armor? And then when yeah. he does, it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the spot. They do. There's so many cool. There's a really cool YouTube compilation of every time he suits up. I watched and it the other just, day. It's just awesome, man. Like, that's the thing with Iron Man. He obviously keeps developing and perfecting his, his armor. And I think we're going to see the best of it. Oh, the best of it's going to be the bleeding um, edge one, which looks exactly. fucking it looks unreal. incredible, man. Everyone's suit and armor in Infinity War looks just next level crazy. Um, but I think, yeah, that moment, it's a really good one. And, and obviously a lot of people will talk when he says, I am, I'm the Iron Man, I am, I am Iron Man at the end of the film, yeah. you know, when he just can't, can't, can't be off lying. He, well, he just can't not. Do you know what I mean? He's got to show off. He's got to get that one up and shit. Um, he's really good casting. I mean, we've always talked about how much we love Danny Jr. in that role, and and it'll be crazy when he's not doing it anymore. But he's just been such a pioneer in that role. Um, my last one is is the kind of probably the most emotional one for me because I talked about Yondu's funeral, but We Are Groot is probably <laughs> it just gets me every time, man, because Rocket is a raccoon, an animated raccoon, and his emotion is just... Oh, it's just when his ears me. go flat. His ears just... go flat like a dog, and he starts sobbing. And afterwards, when he's holding the debris, man, he's holding the sticks, and you're just like, oh, this has just killed me. But it's not just the it's not just the act of it. It's the, it's the We Are group, but it's also that he makes it all glow, and it's kind of such a likeable, lovable kind of moment, but all equally he's, he's sacrificing himself. And, and it just... looked beautiful again in IMAX, the way that looked where everything oh, went so dark and then, and then the whole thing just illuminated like Christmas tree lights. It really it's just was amazing. something else. Yeah, and, and just for three little words to make that much impact, it's it's such a clever thing. And it was and, the and first for a time tree seen... to give that kind of, you know, to, to, for you to care about a freaking tree, it's ridiculous, but it's amazing. And it was the first time as well that you'd seen him say anything other than I am Groot. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And a few clever noted noises, you know, when he's asleep for the danger away yeah. to the money and he just pricks it up, you know, it's that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I thought that moment was just really, really important to me in the, in the whole of the MCU, really. Um, won't get any arguments from me on that one. No, we've had loads, man, and it's it's nice. Everyone's got their own kind of individual ones. I think one that won't be mentioned that hasn't been that I have to know is is just when Falcon and Bucky are sat in the back of the of, car. Back of the car. Can you um, move your seat forward? No, I hate you. <laughs> but it's not that bit. It's it's when they're it's when they're watching their mate kissing a girl. Oh, when he's kissed just, Agent Thirteen. It's just it's just perfect the head because nods. they look at, it's the head nods it's that it's what your mate would do in the school ground and it's that kind of you know i i love that moment i i just think it's such a clever clever thing um our good friend marco lopez is 
gift us a few actually in recent god people have gone a bit crazy since we've been on twitter man you'll have to go and check it out once we've been recording he's knocked us the um oh shit the best 17 the notification yeah exactly puny god is a huge one and i must then tag on to that in ragnarok when when loki sees know, him when loki does the old fist pump when thor gets the same treatment and he's that's how it feels do you yeah. know what i mean and when he looks so scared that hulk comes out it's just genius man because his face um, drops doesn't it i'm sure there must be some kind of whitening of his face because he looks mortified yeah, yeah. and then uh, marco's also given us of course the icon the now iconic spider-man flip when he steals the uh the shield yeah um emma who we still need to try and get on when she's a bit less oh. busy uh, the bit in Captain America when Stark finds out it's Bucky who killed his parents. Yeah, I'm going to choose to ignore a reply to that from Kevin McGuinness that says it's pointless. That, I'll, just block. I'll just block. I'll just block that. dare you? Just get rid of it. We had some ones earlier on. Uh, our good friend uh, Hefty Horse. I can't call him by his real name when he's got such a good handle. That is his uh, real talks... name. <laughs> his first name's Hefty Sir, and his Sir Hefty Horse. of Horse. Yeah. Um, when he talks about the the Ragnarok snake story scene, is genius. Um, you know, in Ragnarok, when he's talking about, I, I love snakes, and, and Loki turned himself into a snake and bit me or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he he's knows I banner, love snakes. <laughs> it's just really funny. Um, what else have we got in there? Who else? Oh, God, there was loads. Yeah, well, there, there's, the, uh, there's the Avengers coming together. Uh, yeah, Dan, baby group dancing. Dan Dobro from Guardians. Yeah, Mantis, can I pet your puppy? He's adorable. Yeah. Yes, by Drax. That's just genius. And then then he gets bit, uh, she gets bitten. Baby group dancing, of course. Uh, Sam Jackson post credit scene um, in the first Iron Manville. Which is a good shout because that was, as you said before, the, the, the role of Samuel L. Jackson in the whole thing. Yeah, it is kind of almost forgotten, but he's been a bit part player in so many of the films, and ultimately he's the one that started it because that that was when he first mentioned we that was the first time we heard the word Avengers, wasn't it? Because he said he wanted to talk to him about the the Avengers initiative. Yeah, and then it all and and it also that's what really started the obsession with sitting in an empty cinema for twenty minutes after a film. Because <laughs> after that, we all we you've don't trust say, anyone. You've got to say the Spider-Man Homecoming one is genius. You can't I'm, I'm not still deny not the over Captain it. America. I'm still not over it. I'm so pissed off by that. It was fun. But it's so but clever, so man. It's so clever because it makes you pissed off. It's it's. But we've got to say, I think I, we haven't really talked about Homecoming, but some really good ones in there. If you want it to be talk about, I think the moment that Peter finds out that um, the Vulture is her dad is just genius, man. That was another colour drain from his face moment. Complete just, and utter and you be, terror. You, I felt it. I felt every inch of it. I, I think thought, I actually oh, went, what? I just thought that was, that was really clever. Um, bit, bits when he's trying to work out his suit. Like where um, she, oh, the, the advanced combat mode. And, she yeah. goes, and he goes, yeah, yeah, activate, activate instant kill mode. No, no, no. Deactivate <laughs> instant, instant kill, kill mode. Just normal, normal. What the hell was that? You know, he does some kind of special, like, electrocuting webs and stuff. It's yeah. Like, yeah, taser webs. Um, taser webs, we yeah. We taser and webs. There's some other good ones in there. Him, him and his mate have got that great relationship. Oh, um, Ned, yeah, can you... Oh, Ned's can, such can, a great can character. Can you communicate with spiders and can, do you lay eggs and 
Oh yeah, kinds of weird shit. When they're in the running class, it's, are you, it's are really, you an really Avenger good. now? Do you know Captain America? Yeah, we've kind of met <laughs> something like that. I can't remember what he says. Um, I've got a few Chris on Erickson, my list. Who's a long-time listener? Um, Elevate fight scene and Winter Soldier. Language joke from Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. And the Kiln fight scene in Guardians is awesome. Very very cool. Um, obviously, we've got Groot quite famously stealing the battery before they've even hatched their plan, which I thought was awesome. And and then you've got Rocket turning on the anti gravity, and it's just such a cool scene. That um, couple from my backup list: Cat versus Winter Soldier in Winter Soldier. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant fight scene. No powers, just good old hand-to-hand combat, and they also <sighs> had a really nice payoff. With um, the the bridge scene Bucky with Scarlett Johansson and stuff there, that scene is just an ace. Well, the, the, the bit in that bit where Bucky holds the shield, and that's a proper yeah. like, <laughs> that's like a dirty <laughs> rub your thighs moment. Um, did we do the ones that Gags mentioned so kindly? He did quite a lot. Um, uh, I'll I'll read some youngest... of those out. Other ones I've got: um, Hulk versus Hulkbuster. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Wong listening to Beyonce as Doctor Strange is stealing the books. Oh, Which is just great. Um, Dormammu, I've come to bargains. That was the next one on my list. And then I I also had another bit that you didn't mention before about Yondu's funeral. The bit in his death when they're laying all of his trinkets from the cockpit of his ship. Oh, I love it. And they they have that little frog that he gets in the first film. And he's got loads. And he's got the little troll that Quill put in the, the little container that he thought had the Infinity yeah, yeah, Stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was just... That's genuinely heart-wrenching. It is. It's so but, clever, yeah, man. We've it's got so lots. Subtle. So going to the ones that Gags did. So from his youngest, we've got the um, the underoos where Spider-Man jumps in. From his eldest, age of This old. was one of mine, actually, that just missed. Actually, this was this was really close to me. When they're all trying to lift Mjolnir. I love it. It and is when a he... good scene. Yeah, because um, nobody else it's, can move it's, it, and then Cap just when Cap squeaks it. it, man, and he just, his face drops. It's just hilarious, man. You've got, and you've got Rhodey and, and Iron Man with the, the with fists the on going on. full throttle together. It's just genius. It's really, really good. Um... Hulk versus Thor in any movie, Puny God, uh, Iron Man versus Cap and Winter Soldier, as you said, the hangar fight scene, Vision picking up Mjolnir and yeah. passing it to Thor, that's another good one as well. He just thinks nothing of it, and then later on when he starts talking about the weight of it, and he's saying, yeah. oh, it's so, so well balanced, and it's as if they're talking about a new golf club or something, um, and anything with Groot or Baby Groot, anything with Baby Groot is obviously a good shout, because Baby Groot is just legendary. Where do we stand on Stanley appearances, cameos? Some of them have been better than others. Some of them have been shit. They've got worse. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what my favourite one is. Uh, Tony Stank. Oh yeah, it must be Tony Stank. I it's like the one. Tony Stank. It was actually which one was it from? Where there was, it was actually from one of the Spider-Man films, wasn't it? When he was he's working in the library and Spider-Man and the Lizard are fighting. Yeah. That's yeah. one of my favourite uh, ones, actually, even though it's not MCU. I quite like the Guardians one at the beginning when he's chatting up the young girl as well. So that was oh, cool. sorry. Tell a lie. Um, Age of Ultron, where they're sitting in the bar and Thor gets out that special drink. Yeah. 
and he's like, That's come on, well. don't 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 hold back from us. And he has one. It's, little it's thing slightly better, it. and I don't want to be disrespectful to him, but when you surround him with slightly older people at times, yeah, he looks a bit out of place, and it's just him and like a load of 20, 30, 40 something, and he's eighty eight or whatever the hell he is now. He's incredible. Oh, I think he's, in, he's about one hundred and four. <laughs> He'll outlive he's all definitely going to be cryogenically frozen, man. At some stage, it's going to happen. If anyone's um, ever going to fulfil um what's his face, the Austrian doctor from Captain America's plan of um, transferring his brain into a, a robot body, it'll be Stanley. Oh, yeah. Zola. Um, Zola, that's it. Have we got any more, man? Because I think, I mean, you could go on all, all night. That's the, the big thing with all these. There's so many kind of pivotal ones. I think that the fight scene um, in Civil War when Bucky and Cap kind of reintroduced themselves on the stairwell and then the chase with Black Panther is pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Um, Black Panther, there's quite a lot you could mention from that. And then we, we've talked a bit about Homecoming. Um, Ant-Man, outside of the ones we talked about? Not really. Um, I like the where they're trying to escape from the vault. And they go I like over the training that, montage as well. They go over the little miniature version of the uh, the Pym Tech Lab, and you know it's being shot up with the bullets, and then Luis comes in and knocks out the guard, and he's like, "Are we are we the good guys?" He's got, yeah. got like this warm feeling; it feels good, and he's got this big, massive shit-eating grin on his face. He's he's a legend. Basically, a anything legend. in Ant Man when he's tiny, like the the first bit where he goes through the apartment floor and he meets the rat, and the rat's like the size of a fucking. That, that whole scene Morning when he goes manner. back to the club as well, or the, and they're playing on the decks and stuff, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and when he's introduced to all the giant, uh, the, the ants in the garden, and he keeps keeps shocking himself full size because oh, he can't Anthony. handle it. Poor Anthony's um, death. I know. That's one of the most shocking I, deaths in the whole MCU. It is. It's probably up there. Um, I think there's a couple of moments with Killmonger that are really special in Black Panther. Um, well, the, the fight scene about. at the waterfall is it's an incredible yeah. fight scene. I think the line he, he delivers, as we said, about colonialism and stealing artifacts in the museum in London is pretty, pretty iconic as well. Yeah. Um, and Shuri in general. Um, a couple in Ragnarok that I have to mention. When I love, I love Ruffalo as Banner. I think he's so good as Banner, and and he's kind of in, he's in Tony's get up and he's on the ship. I mean, Tessa Thompson's incredible in that film, like we discussed. She's got some amazing moments. Um, but. When they press that button, they've got no weapons on the ship, and it's just Jeff Goldblum's kind of birthday. Oh, <laughs> it's like yeah. an orgy. It's basically <laughs> like the Milano. It reminds me of like the you know the the moment um, when they're talking about uh, Jackson Pollock painting in, in the Milano. Oh. <laughs> it's just this orgy kind of plane, and it's just hilarious, man. Because. I've got a seven-year-old next to me, and it's kind of how to explain that. Oh, that, that line about the Pollock to. painting is just vile. It's that, vile and hilarious in equal measure. And um, definitely something that you would be appalled if your kids knew what that meant. I really would. I think I didn't know who Jackson Pollock was until that moment. I suppose you, you could tell them, oh, yeah, it's because they've had food fights and there's food all over the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just mashed potatoes. fine. Um... Um, right, I think are we fairly fairly spent. There's been some really good interactions. Um, thank you for everyone that that noted them. I think it's great how many different opinions people yeah, have got. Yeah, we, um, we, we've not had as much overlap as I thought we had. And there's there's like you said, because there's such a range, there's always going to be things that someone else says, and you go, 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But then that well, leads you on to another one. There's a ton one. from the first Avengers film as well, man. I, I mean, you know, the the signing, you know, the cards that you know places on the table that are full of blood. And yeah. Use, I mean, that's genius. And the the scenes when when, when Coulson Tony wanted America and Hulk versus Thor in that film in the hangar in the hangar, yeah, really that's a cool really fight one. scene. It's a really cool fight scene. Yeah, again, you could just list off and off and off. Um, and, and one last one for me, Scarlett Johansson, when she's being interviewed and, and fakes being tied up and they're giving me everything. Oh, I thought um, you going to say the bit where she gets changed in the back of the car from Iron Man 2. I, I could have done. Um, well, it's a good job I just did. I'll be the purview on it, it's okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you take that mantle. It's a mantle um, I wear well. Almost like the yeah, mantle of the Black Panther. You are not. You are not king. <laughs> I'm some kind of king. I'm king of perfs. I don't know. <laughs> the king of perfs. Yeah. Man. Um, there you go. Can I get that on a t-shirt? Known as. Hashtag king of perfs. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear it. If someone's going to give me free t-shirt. If, if you wear that to Disney World, I will pay you £100. Funnily enough, I was actually thinking before which t-shirts. I've, I've got me one for... Um, <laughs> I've got me one for watching Infinity War, and it's a picture of the Infinity Gauntlet giving the middle finger, and I think it just says nice. fuck something, but it doesn't actually say fuck, it's got an asterisk in it. Okay, but just I was to think- be safe. I was thinking I'm probably going to wear a Captain America one for Disney in the hope that I can find Iron Man and be like, sorry bro, Team Cap. Because Iron Man's a bitch at the end of the day, we all know this. We we all do, we all do. The, the right people who appear on this podcast know that The conscientious, the morally sound people all know that it's Team Cap all the way, and then you've got those yeah. awful, rebellious types. And he grows a better beard, far oh, better beard than that goatee. Oh, and the fucking Russo brothers before sharing a picture of him with the um, the caption under, underneath of the Nomad. Yeah. And they changed their Twitter picture to um, Winter Soldier uh, holding the shield. They are trolling the living shit out of the fanboys at the minute. And, and they're very good at it. They're, they're bloody genius. brilliant at it. Um, that's been a load of fun, man. There's, there's so much to, that you can talk about with these kind of 18 films and and what is going to be uh, probably the biggest cinematic event of, the, of them all, really, you know, coming up. And the build-up and the hype is, is incredible. One quick moment, the marketing they're doing is exceptional by adding clips and photos and posters of each individual and getting the actors, actresses or producer, whoever, to, to tweet it out from their account. It's just genius. And and they've genius. now officially started the uh, the press tour, so it's only going to start ramping up and up and up. I mean, do we think $2 billion? Do we think it's going to go huge? Oh, I've, I've already said I think it'll do $2 billion because they're doing a global release. Everywhere gets it within a few days of each other. I think it'll do two billion. I mean, I'm going to see it twice in two days, which is. Just I'm never, probably you know. going twice. I'm going once when I'm away, and then I've arranged to go with Tom um, when I come back. And he, I, he's, I, he's I probably going to go and watch it. it. I think he's actually going watching it with his wife. So we're both yeah. the first time ever we're going watching a new film with our wives, which seems just oh, really, really shit. But we're also we're taking um, Michelle's auntie that we're staying with in LA. We're taking her out as well because she likes the films. She's always tagging me in articles like, "Oh, have you seen this?" And it'll be something about the MCU or, you know, a new comic book TV show. So we were yep. uh, very, very much looking forward to that. But yeah, I, I'll be amazed if it doesn't crack too. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be massive. Thank you very much for listening, episode fifty nine. Um, I think because you're away. 
I wonder whether sixtieth will be our Infinity Wars review. I don't know if we're going to do it that quickly. Probably, but it probably will, will be. be, unless unless you and Luke want to do something while I'm away, or you and someone else want to do something. Yeah, I've got like I said, I've got a few kind of movie nights planned that I've probably been having in the works for a while, so we might might well well do those. So, um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Luke will be on in the future. He's been on movie night. He's a really good guest, really good writer. Um, and it's a shame we didn't get his, but we, we will in the future, I'm sure. Um, he's written a really cool piece, which uh, one of us is going to submit, and it'll be on the website. Um, it's just kind of 10 years of MCU kind of gig, but it's just really well written, much better than I can do. So do check that out. And yeah, we've done loads of MCU over the years, so you want any kind of fixes, want any Infinity Wars kind of fix, we've talked about the trailers and stuff. So yeah, thanks everyone for always listening and supporting, and we, we do really appreciate it as always. Yeah, and if if you haven't already, go and make sure you've pre-ordered your tickets for Infinity War. Yeah, I, I I mean everyone will go and see it, I know, um, but do go and see it in IMAX if you get the opportunity. Oh I think god, it's yeah, it's going to be one of those things. It's just going to be. I'm going to see it uh, 2D, and I'm going to see it in IMAX. I'm kind of getting a mixture because sometimes it's nice to get a bit of a flavour of, of both sides of things. So we'll see. Right, thanks very much for tuning in and interacting. We will be back with you in a few weeks' time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.